Hi, pros. Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And you can get a free month subscription to dry bar comedy just for being a listener of this podcast. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation, for free. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and use promo code Lou Santini, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, and you'll get a free month of clean comedy. That will probably still offend Amateur Nation. Drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and promo code Lou Santini. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Warning, the podcast you are about to hear is often based on true events and people. It chronicles the dialogue and actions of random, anonymous, obnoxious, self-entitled, unintelligent, self-centered idiots, attention whores, ignoramuses, dolts, clods, nimrods, douches, weirdos, drama queens, overly sensitive crybabies, and people who think they are better, more important, and special than the rest of us. In one word... Amateurs. It's Amateur Nation with Lou Santini. We call attention to and call out the amateurs, the people who are doing life wrong, the speed bumps of life, the people that are in your way every day, the unintelligent, obnoxious, attention-whoring, self-entitled drama queen victim types who chip away at the moments of your life due to no self-awareness, common sense, manners, or social skills, and are disturbing the flow of the pros. Hi, Mom. Oh, hey, Lou. Amateur Nation, it's not just a podcast, it's a movement. I'm ready to go pro. Good, because that's what we do here. This is episode 212. This episode brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer, bend over. Fans first, shouts out to Undefeated or I Know Nothing, Timmy for Trump, Cat Duke, Doug the Pug, Eve Payton, at Sad Ector, at Fearless Truth, Jack Chase, at We Are Faith Based, Ozzy Mandius the Mad, The 1215 Project, Dawn's Early Light, and Ladybug Patriot 522, all following me on Truth Social at Lou Santini3. And a shout out to Dave Struckel of Mogador, Ohio, who messaged me on Facebook with this kind of message. He said, Lou Santini, I'm so happy you are a star. <laughs> okay? You might not remember me. I was a skinny kid in high school who had dreams of going into radio and went to WTIG in Maslin. Dave Sheets had me sit in on your shift a couple times. I was blown away at your on-air delivery then, and I thought you had your act together. I remember way back then that I thought Lou Santini was a name I needed to keep in mind because you were going to go places. I'm extremely happy for your success. That is, uh, that's very, that's very kind of you, Dave. And I, I, I mean this sincerely. Uh, when I say this, I appreciate your kind words and all of my fans from back in my radio days in Northeast Ohio. And a special shout out to my friend Scott Gear of South Carolina, who is recovering from surgery. I'm wishing you the best, buddy. You got a good support system and your family and friends, and you're somewhat smart. So I'm sure you'll be just fine. Well, okay, out of, right out of the gate. Texas universities have blocked access to TikTok on campus Wi-Fi networks. What's more, the Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, has stated that 13-year-olds are too young to be on social media. Why? He says because, quote, they're still developing their identity and it creates a distorted sense of themselves. No shit. Sure, but go ahead and change your gender, kids. 
You know, just two episodes ago, on episode 210, the premiere of season five called China Syndrome 2.0, I talked about the Chinese spy app TikTok, and uh, which was referred to by the author of the article as Digital Fentanyl. It was in uh, freepress.com. Then, lo and behold, just last episode... I talked about California Congressman Adam Schiff getting booted off the Intel Committee and how he used the Chinese spy platform TikTok to whine about it, despite the rule that the government banned the use of TikTok by members of Congress, and now this happens. And now Texas universities are pulling the plug. And by no means am I taking credit for what Texas universities are doing, of course. However, do you see what can happen when enough pros speak up and speak out. If he gets up, we'll all get up. It'll be anarchy. Now, by the way, Amateur Nation will complain of censorship, which is laughable since they didn't have a problem with Twitter censoring, canceling, and banning law-abiding citizens and a seated president at the time when Jack Dorsey ran the show. But Elon Musk steps in and says, hey, no more bots. Good thing. I'm erasing fake accounts. Good thing. I'm streamlining the staff, meaning he's getting rid of the dead weight. Good thing. And I'm reinstating banned accounts that didn't break any rules. Everyone is welcome as long as you behave, but feel free to speak your mind. All good things. And somehow, Amateur Nation calls that misinformation. Now, Amateur Nation says that banning TikTok is racist against the Chinese and its censorship. No, see, this is a matter of national security. Remember national security, Amateur Nation? Oh, that's right. You want America to let any Nimrod in with all the benefits of American freedoms that you claim are oppressive. Meanwhile, we have a spy balloon floating around in U.S. airspace, and we're cool with that. If you were at home and you saw someone... Uh, who didn't just walk on your property, walk cut through your yard, but just hung around and literally was surveying your yard, taking pictures of your house, taking pictures of your land, scoping the place, casing the joint. You wouldn't at least call the cops? And we're okay with a spy balloon, a surveillance balloon in American airspace. If you haven't gotten caught up, I urge you to listen to episode 210 and see what a useful tool TikTok has become for China and how it's literally weaponized against the U.S. Jesus, be more gross and chinese Hey, I didn't say it. I know, Amateur Nation. It, TikTok, it's just an app. Now, off you go to TikTok to poorly lip-sync something or jiggle your boobs. Here's what's happening in Amateur Nation. Perhaps you had better start from the beginning. Topic number one. All the way back to January 27th, the Associated Press stated that it was dehumanizing to use the word the in descriptions like the French, the Italians, the amateurs at the Associated Press. Now, for those of you who may not know, the Associated Press style book has long been considered an authority on ways in which to format the printed word. I had to, I didn't have to memorize it or learn it when I first started in radio as I was not really a journalist, but I had to take college courses and we learned a lot about the basics. Many media outlets conform to AP standards. Their latest nonsense said this, we recommend avoiding general and often dehumanizing the label such as the poor the mentally ill, the French, the disabled, the college educated. 
Instead, use wording such as people with mental illness and use these descriptions only when clearly relevant. <laughs> Here's what is asinine and amateur about that statement. Anyone with an education or two functioning brain cells know that words in and of themselves are harmless and are incapable of doing any harm of any kind to anyone. No one, and I do mean no one, was killed by a word. No one was injured by a word. It's context, and I'd throw in their tone of voice and inflection that affect the uh, listener. Okay, here we go with that. All right, hey, I'm game. Dehumanizing is one hell of a strong word. A strong word used to describe a word. A word as benign as the article, the. I also like, rather, wonder if they choose the nouns, poor, mentally ill, French, disabled, and the best one, college educated, to use as examples of words in which to front-load the for a reason. Why those nouns? So what the Associated Press was saying, literally, is that if you say the in front of any noun, it dehumanizes that noun. Yes, of course I'm oversimplifying this because it's that stupid. It deserves all the mockery and insults that pro-nation can muster. No reason why the Associated Press says that, rather thinks that this is a good policy or revision to a writing style guideline. Not to mention, as someone who has used the written word for broadcast, writing ad copy, promotional purposes, website design, brochures, business cards, stand-up comedy, movie scripts, game show pitches, and four books, writers are told in addition to writing descriptively, clearly, and when applicable, passionately, and accurately, to write concisely. Economy of words and less is more are often heard mantras. In comedy, it's get to the funny. This is a problem amateur nation didn't know they had until they were told that they had it. Again. Just a day later, the... AP apologized about using the French in their example. I guess the poor, the mentally ill, the disabled, and the college educated, fuck them. Not that any of these groups of people need an apology because nothing derogatory was said about them. See how amateur nation talks themselves into corners? They never think it through. Life hack. Instead of saying the mentally ill and having scorn hit you from every angle, no wait, that will never happen. But instead of saying that, say amateur nation. They'll know you mean crazy. The damn it. Associated Press says use these descriptions only when clearly relevant, and that relevance is made clear in the story. Be specific when possible and relevant, such as people with incomes below the poverty line. Wait, the story? The poverty line? Doesn't that discriminate against other types of stories and lines? Look, they don't know what they're talking about. Now, I love this. The 
French embassy in the U.S. joked that it should possibly change its name to the Embassy of Frenchness. <laughs> Writer Sarah Hader said, Nothing as dehumanizing as being considered one of the French. Rather, such individuals should be thought of as suffering from Frenchness and deserve our compassion and prayers. Oh, I like her. New York Times columnist Nicholas Kristof wrote, I wish we on the left could spend less time fussing over language and more time trying to actually solve problems. Finally, some common sense from Amateur Nation. And the Washington Post, sorry, uh, columnist who works at, uh, I give up, columnist Megan McArdle joked, the people experiencing journalism at the AP have their work cut out for them. Now, sometimes what happens in here is like taking a shit. Oh, I agree. Let's purge all the bad amateur crap from our bodies, yes? In other news, the British post-punk band The The is totally screwed. Remember them? I can picture this conversation. I'm going to a concert this weekend. Who are you going to see? The. 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 Wait, aren't they just the. The. Oh, my bad. It's okay. You're one of the. Stupid. Okay, one last thing. I know that buzzer was annoying throughout, but I did it to highlight the stupidity of censorship that is perpetuated by institutions that are overstepping their power in areas of expertise. I'm looking at you, Stanford University and the Associated Press. And now this. Topic number two. Okay, we all know, I mean, it's common knowledge, that math is racist. I mean, sure, we only said that out loud within the last year or so, but we've always known it. Remember the stink eye you got when you tried to figure out the tip at a restaurant? Well, listen up, racists. You'll be happy to learn that math is now sexist and homophobic, too. Yay, no more tipping. Luis Leva an associate professor of mathematics education at Vanderbilt University's Peabody College of Education and Human Development, good God, his business card must be cramped for space, recently gave a lecture called, no joke, Undergraduate Mathematics Education as a White Cis-Heteropatriarchal Space and Opportunities for Structural Disruption to Advance Queer of Color Justice. Okay, kill him! Hey, no, no, hang on. Let's hear him, her, they out. Sounds complicated, right? Well, perhaps his summary of lecture points will clarify. It says, For the first half of the lecture, I present findings from my research about the educational experiences of 39 undergraduate... Uh, wow, 39. What a huge sample size. Queer and trans, or QT. Ooh, he abbreviated queer and trans. Look at the big brain on Luis. So efficient. Go college. Students of color pursuing STEM majors across historically white and minority-serving universities in the United States. Oh, so you mean all colleges. Findings depict how black, Latin, and Asian QT students' narratives of experience, translation, their whiny sob stories, 
reflects forms of intersectionality or instances of oppression and resistance at intersecting systems of white supremacy and cis-heteropatriarchy, or white cis-heteropatriarchy. Uh, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that's the first half of the lecture description. Here comes the second half. Now, during the second half of the lecture, I apply my framework and research findings to argue how undergraduate mathematics education operates as a white, cis-heteropatriarchal space that limits learning opportunities affirming of queer and color identities and experiences. First off, well done on the multisyllabic cis-heteropatriarchal $10 word. I mean, that's, that's beautiful. So if I was against that, I'd be anti-cis-heteropatriarchal. Okay, what if there are many of those types? I would be multi-anti-cis-heteropatriarchal. Help, help, I'm being repressed! Okay, and now the translation. Math is for white straight males. You know, why that is, he won't or can't or doesn't say. And because of that, gay and or black or other people whose skin isn't white can only get learned up so good. Because as we all know, if white people get really tan, they lose their ability to add. Bring it home, Louise. I'm not gay. You're not? No. He said, I conclude by reimagining undergraduate mathematics education with structural disruptions that advance justice for learners marginalized across intersections of race, gender, and sexuality. This reimagining accounts for ideological, institutional, and relational forms of disruption that interrogate dominant forms of knowledge production, as well as expand access to learning opportunities and departmental support that affirm queer elf color identities. The human brain is fiendishly complex. It's all neurons and electricity and mushy parts. Sounds like he's going to come up with some new improved math. I can't wait. Invent different math. There's some extra credit for you. Now, how do I tip 20% on a $17.53 restaurant tab? Good thing I'm white and straight and have a calculator on my phone. I invite you to check out my new and improved website and YouTube pages. They are lusantini.com and at lusantini on YouTube. At Lou Santini on YouTube is where you'll find Sneak Peek Thursdays with a 60-second preview for next week and a whole bunch of other fun stuff. And I'm also on Truth Social at Lou Santini 3. And to show my thanks for your listening to the show, I'm giving you a free month subscription on Drybar Comedy. Get your free month of funny by going to drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S and use promo code Lou Santini. Topic number three is next. Hey pros, Lou Santini here. They're running out and half off. No amateurs, men's and women's t-shirts. Normally $22.95, now just $11.48. The men's tees are a soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in sport royal blue. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag set at the top. The women's tees are a lightweight, super soft, high-quality, pre-shrunk cotton poly blend in royal blue. And are fitted. Displaying the No Amateurs logo with the waving American flag. T-shirts just $11.48. Please add $6.95 for shipping and handling for all orders inside the U.S. Spend 50 bucks or more and your shipping is free. Available at lucantini.com slash shop. Be a pro. Say no to amateurs and order your half-off no amateurs t-shirt today. There's been an odd shift in human behavior over the last 15 plus years. A sense of entitlement. A constant need for attention. Ironically coupled with the need to be left alone. A desire to be treated the same as everyone else. Stupidly combined with the mindset of I'm special so 
treat me accordingly. Introducing the book, Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills, the second edition. Inside, you'll read The Amateur Mission Statement, The 30 Truths About Amateurs, The Four Stages of Being an Amateur, Amateur Habitats and History, Social Media plus Me, Me, Me equals Amateur, Technology and Amateur Behavior, with dozens of real funny photos, weird signs, and laugh out loud real life accounts and actual conversations vividly showing how us pros are surrounded by Amateur Nation every day. Download the expanded second edition of the ebook Amateur Nation, The Decline of Common Sense Manners and Social Skills. The second expanded edition, available now. Be a pro. Go to Amazon. Type Amateur Nation. Topic number three. Hit me! I'm not going to pretend that I have the power, resources, and investigative firepower to blow the lid on some new information regarding the obvious, deliberate, criminal, soulless activities of pharmaceutical giant Pfizer. Absolute pro, nonprofit organization that practices journalism, their description, Project Veritas, has indeed done just that, blowing the lid off what we pros already knew that Pfizer was intentionally mutating COVID via directed evolution so they could profit off vaccines. The genocide that is and will continue to take place as a direct result of the untested gene experiment, the illness, harm, financial ruin, family destruction, impact on American businesses and lives is literally incalculable. Everyday videos show fit young athletes dropping to the ground. Heart attacks, strokes, and myocarditis in young people, including children, are news of the day. That is, until it's removed, covered up, and censored. And as the saying goes, the cover-up is worse than the crime. Because in this case, it's doubly worse, as this was knowingly done. This isn't negligence. This is purposeful. You may indeed be a pro who got the untested gene experiment. You may have been coerced into taking it via your job or family pressure. I do indeed feel for you. I don't judge. Even if I did, my opinion means nothing to you, and it shouldn't. But the people who pushed the agenda, businesses, the government, small businesses, airlines, big corporations, public schools, universities, even rock bands who refuse to play unless you're injected, They are also a huge part of the problem and are complicit. But back to Pfizer, because that's where it starts. And by the way, who knows what Johnson & Johnson and Moderna are covering up. At Jennifer Maguli posted this. Listen carefully. Pfizer lot EN6201 has nearly 4,000 reports of adverse events and 211 reports of deaths in the CDC's VAERS database. That's not misinformation, that's factual, verifiable data that the mainstream medical establishment and the media, an arm of Big Pharma, is choosing to ignore. Hashtag hot lot. By the way, the Canadian Adverse Event Reporting System says to know your lot number when it comes to your vaccination. Project Veritas has a Pfizer executive on hidden camera admitting wrongdoing. And they have that same executive losing his mind because he knows he's busted. What does Pfizer do? 
erase any record of him working there. They claim he's not an employee of the company. He's not on the company payroll. He's not on the website. Never has been an employee. Maybe they put a call into Hillary Clinton. I know. She's at home with her loving husband making cookies. Funny how Amateur Nation, rather than losing their minds over the expose, rail about how that's not real journalism. Remember when decades ago your local news always had a journalist with a hidden camera or maybe just got in the faces of wrongdoers who uh, you went to local businesses that were swindling little old ladies out of their social security checks or a local car dealership sold cars with defective parts knowingly and we all thought, yeah, get them, those cheats and liars and criminals. It's okay on the small scale, but those same amateurs are amazingly silent when we have a purposely reckless drug company poisoning America, and we have the evidence on camera. As Ian Smith Fitness said, the same crowd that said, well, if we can just save one life, it's worth it, doesn't give a shit about people suddenly dropping dead. All right, this is just me, but the only way justice would be served would be to close Pfizer's doors permanently, sell off all their assets, and I mean everything, desks, chairs, the building, the real estate, destroy all their COVID work, meaning the lab and records so no other evil entity gets a hold of it, arrest all those in the highest powered positions, seize all their assets, both personal and corporate, and then take all the money from all that liquidation and distribute that money to every American citizen, starting with anyone injured or families of those killed by their poison. And then the class action lawsuits begin. Oh yeah, that'll never happen. All right, uh, here we go. It's time for a la carte. Hey, Bernie backers, socialist Bernie Sanders is playing theaters with his new show, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. Tickets only $95. Well, he's an asshole, that's what. So what? It's his age. All this abortion slash right to life talk lately, when does life begin? Don't worry, a college kid wearing lots of buttons and a wool beanie in 70 degree weather while holding a picket sign protesting, oh, I'll say dirt, has all the answers. Here comes a scholarship. When do you think that life begins? I think it when when the baby can be taking care of itself. Like, I really don't think a newborn, I think after a couple months of it being born, I think that's when you can call it a baby. Most pro-lifers say that abortion ends an innocent human life. Do you agree or disagree with that? I disagree because it's really not a... It's If we call it a baby, it should be called a baby, not a... Not, not, what, they, not what we call it is a fetus. What is a fetus? It's an unborn... Or it's like not even a baby yet, but it like... It's, I, I have no clue what a fetus is, but that's what uh, its definition is. Uh, I read the dictionary, and that's, when, that's the facts that I get. I hope he's pre-med. He said, you can call on a baby after a couple months. So your birthing person has just had something inexplicably come out of her. The doctor says, congratulations. Ain't that something? You take it home, you're staring at it, friends come by. What is that? Dude, it's only been a week. We'll figure it out. If that kid's parents are paying for his college, stop payment on tuition immediately. And you know this kid is going to knock up some amateur girl, I mean, birthing person. Or maybe a man, who knows? Oh, you think he's dumb? 
Here's somehow famous comedian Chelsea Handler on Jimmy Fallon's late night talk show. I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing. Having heard that, former Chelsea Handler lover, rapper 50 Cent, said he'd rather get shot a tenth time than remember having sex with that dunce. This is the amateur nation that tells you how to vote, folks. Let's not forget what she said was dumb, but admitting it in public, on camera, even dumber. Yeah, I'm brainy. All right, let's go for the trifecta. Did you see the first trans figure skater at the opening ceremonies of the European Figure Skating Championships in Finland? <laughs> no one did! Apparently, it was bring your mentally ill friend to work day. You must watch a clip on YouTube of this sad 59-year-old man insult those who worked most of their lives to perfect their craft. Minna Maria Antikinen, who cares if I'm not saying it correctly, said it was a childhood dream to represent her country on the ice. Finland replied, great, thanks for that. This is like when adults get together to play a family reunion softball game and they let the four-year-old get a home run. Auti Warren Heimo, again, who cares if I'm saying his name right, executive director of the Finnish Figure Skating Association and secretary general of the ISU European Figure Skating Championship said, often only the top skaters in the country are seen in figure skating shows. I, I know, crazy, right? With this diverse group of performers, we want to show that ice has space for everyone, especially in uncertain and difficult times like these. Yes, because amateurs like you are making it uncertain and difficult, you idiot. It is meaningful to create an accepting and positive experience for all. And it worked. I accept that it was a positively stupid experience. Finding three things every week that are pro. It's a task, but I get it done. This is three pro things. Number one. I used to be a Major League Baseball fan, and specifically a Cleveland Indians fan. But then, of course, commie crap infected our team and made them change the name to the Benign Guardians. Despite the fact that poll after poll after poll showed that the majority of Native Americans in Ohio were not offended nor affected by the name that was the team's name since 1901. But they changed it because you couldn't go a week without hearing about some Indian people being assaulted, beaten, denied housing, denied surf... Oh, wait, that never happened. Anyway, if you ever attended a Cleveland Indians game, you'd hear off in the distance a rhythmic drumming by probably the most iconic fan, not only of the Indians or baseball, but in pro sports, John Adams. Adams was known for trying not to miss a game and beating the rally drum from the bleachers at Municipal Stadium, the original location for the Indians, and then later Progressive Field. Adams has been honored by the Cleveland Ball Club with a bronze drum in Heritage Park inside the stadium. It's a damn shame that he got to see his team get to two World Series but come up short both times, but even more of a shame that his loyalty was rewarded with commie propaganda. But... To the late John Adams, this show salutes you. Number two. Speaking of sports, my all-time favorite figure in professional sports, three-time top fuel world champion Shirley Muldowney was recently inducted into the National Motorsports Press Association's Hall of Fame during the group's annual convention in Concord, North Carolina. This is a great story from CompetitionPlus.com. Just when I thought I knew everything about her, I always enjoy reading new things. Listen to this. It's the 14th such honor for Muldowney, and she's slated to bump that to number 15 next month by the North Carolina Drag Racing Hall of Fame. 
She said, I started a career never knowing what this whole thing would turn into. I was racing up and down the streets of Schenectady, New York. Street racing is what tempted me, and what I was doing initially was against the law. That street racing in 1956 and 1957 finally was harnessed in 58 when she participated in her first legal drag race at Fonda New York Speedway. By 1971, she was racing nitro-burning funny cars, and she and then-husband Jack Muldowney teamed to win the IHRA Southern Nationals at Rockingham, North Carolina Dragway that summer. A serious funny car fire prompted her move to become the first woman licensed to compete in top fuel. And drivers Don Big Daddy Garlitz, TV Tommy Ivo, and Connie Kalitta signed her license upgrade. Muldowney said that Garlitz bragged that it's not going anywhere, meaning that she wasn't a threat, but added that two weeks later, she was dusting him off at Union Grove, Wisconsin. He was wild mad, she said, and that was where it all began in terms of the rivalry that filled our pockets. Muldowney won 18 NHRA national events, an AHRA event in 1981, and three NHRA top field championships, 1977, 81, and 82, and a chance to represent drag racing around the world. One of her most cherished memories came in 1993 when she was chosen by the NHRA to race for America at Fuji International Speedway in Tokyo, Japan. It was the run of a lifetime. She said, I made a pass at night at 5.30 p.m., dead dark, not a light in the facility because they raced in the daytime. Officials were mad. I said, calm down, guys. Let us do what we do best. I had them put up a spotlight in the traps, 1,320 feet, not 1,000 feet. We ran a real racetrack back then. Her then crew chief slash husband, Ron Tobler, told her he would just put a lot of power in it and will go out and do a massive burnout and they'll be happy with that, she said. And that's what she expected to occur, only when the dragster launched, it picked the front end up about a foot and a half and carried them for 300 feet, set them down, and here we go. She said, all I did was point my car for those headlights that were centered on the ground at the finish line. At this time, it ran 285 miles an hour and 5.3 seconds, but this was an ice skating rink. All you could see was header flames and thousands of flashbulbs going off in the stands. It was one of the most exciting races I ever ran. Muldowney still retains a noticeable limp that resulted from a horrific racing crash near Montreal in 1983. She said drag racing cost me two marriages and also mentioned that she misses her son John, who died in 2017 at age 59 of a blood clot every single day of my life. But even at age 82, she yearns to compete again, and she told the NMPA audience that opportunity may come behind the wheel of a vehicle being built for the Bonneville Salt Flats. I think that would be a nice way to go out, she said. Okay, 450 miles an hour? Go ahead, match that, guys. <laughs> the balls on this woman, I love her. She remains a fixture at many NHRA events, and she said that the fans she meets there have a special bond with her. That is the biggest compliment any fan could ever pay someone like me because for years and years, I knew that someday this is going to be over. Number three. All right, we're going out with the funny. Here's late great President Ronald Reagan telling a spot-on joke with perfect timing about Amateur Nation. This was a Democratic fundraising rally at a hotel. And outside when the all of them were coming out, there was a kid there with a bunch of puppies 
And he was trying to sell them and he was saying, come buy a Democrat puppy, buy a Democrat puppy. Two weeks later, the Republicans held a fundraiser in the same, same hall. And there was the same kid with the same puppies. When they were coming out, he was saying, buy a Republican puppy. Well, one of the press, a newspaper man who'd seen him two weeks before, said, hey, kid, wait a minute. Two weeks ago, you were trying to sell these puppies as Democrats. What are you doing here now trying to sell them as Republicans? The kid says, now they got their eyes open. A book, a podcast, and a dry bar comedy special all walk into a bar. They have the same name, Amateur Nation. Since you're a pro and listen to this show, you can get my dry bar comedy special free and get a free month subscription by going to drybarcomedy.com slash L-O-U-S and using promo code Lou Santini. Subscribe to my new and improved at Lou Santini page on YouTube or find me on Lou Santini Entertainment on Facebook. More free in the way of a no amateurs tee if you send me something I can use on the show. Email me, lou at lousantini.com. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. Remember, amateurs, we see you. You're not at home. Don't do life wrong. Go pro. Don't be an amateur. For Amateur Nation, I'm Lou Santini, and this has been a big major production. I didn't know until I was 40 years old that the sun and the moon were not the same thing. Hi, pros. Lou Santini here, host of Amateur Nation. My dry bar comedy special, Amateur Nation, is now available. And you can get a free month subscription to dry bar comedy just for being a listener of this podcast. And just like this show, if you're allergic to a lack of common sense in today's world and you like your comedy delivered with uncompromising tell-it-like-it-is bite, then check out my half-hour comedy special, Amateur Nation, for free. Go to drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and use promo code Lou Santini, L-O-U-S-A-N-T-I-N-I, and you'll get a free month of clean comedy. That will probably still offend Amateur Nation. Drybarcomedy.com slash Lou S and promo code Lou Santini. This is my way of saying thank you to the pros who listen to this show every week. Amateur Nation is not just a podcast, it's a movement. <laughs>